Hey there, Press Pass fans. Night Editor Ben Rowe here. Long time, no pod. With the holiday hustle, we took a little winter break, but we'll be back soon as we enter the third year of the Press Pass podcast. For today, though, we have a little Christmas gift, a reading of the Press Publican Christmas story, written by myself and recorded with Stafford at Karachat. We hope you like it, hope you're having a good holiday season, and we'll see you again soon. The Hardest Gift, A Christmas Story, by Ben Rowe, Knight Editor. Editor's Note. Every year, one of our staff members writes a fictional Christmas story, carrying on a tradition started by Steve Manor, who covered the northern tier of Clinton County until his death in 1996. It is dedicated, with affection, to Steve Manor. For this year's story, Knight Editor Ben Rowe wrote for slightly older kids than the past two years. In the vein of Harry Potter, this year's story is geared more for late elementary school readers. We hope you enjoy. The goggles were tight. They had to be, or frost would quickly seep in. Reaching up, Batilda Hearthglow tugged on the goggle straps behind her lanky ears, more as a nervous tick than anything. It was very cold for the elf up at 60,000 feet, sitting in the back of Santa's sleigh. Actually, she was barely sitting in the sleigh at all, leaning against the plump sack of presents in the back of the red-painted ride. The sleigh was meant to hold presents, not passengers, after all, with just enough room for Santa at the head. Standing at two and a half feet, Batilda didn't take up that much room. Still, that was room for one fewer gift. But every year, on Christmas night, as the presents are loaded and Santa takes flight, Two special guests join him on his epic journey, the Elf Reserves. It's no easy feat getting presents to millions of homes around the world. Each stop is timed to the minute, each slide through the chimney, each step through the door. Though slowing down a bit at half an infinity years old, Santa's still an old pro. Still, mistakes can happen. One misplaced baby gate, and that's 3.7 seconds lost at the house in Boston. Taking his time with a very good peanut butter chocolate chip cookie, he'll have to hustle in Taipei. Of course, those are the little things. What you really worry about are the big problems. Low visibility, low pressure systems, high-flying birds. Those are the things that can make Santa really gobble up those cookies. And if Santa's off schedule, somebody has to get those presents delivered. And that's where the reserves come in. A pair of highly trained elven commandos the last line of defense between a Merry Christmas and a blue one. They'll get those presents when they need to go, one way or another. And tonight, Batilda knew she was going to earn her wings. She trained for this back at the North Pole, the hardest year of her life. Those peppermint mountains weren't so sweet on the 40th climb, and plunging into the Arctic Ocean never gets any easier. Batilda winced at the thought. At least she wasn't making a water landing tonight. No, this final exam was a land expedition. In this scenario, Santa had lost valuable time encountering a waking child at a home in Montreal. The clock was off by 4 minutes and 18 seconds, and he wouldn't have time to make that up. So it was Batilda's job to make the extra drop to make up the difference. Of course, with so much time lost, taking the sleigh down to drop her off wasn't an option. Batilda leaned over the edge of the sleigh again. From 10 miles up, the world was black, speckled by patches of light, each one a little town or city. Hearthglow, your drop's coming up! The voice crackled through her headset, 
grabbing her attention. Her commander, Einar Frost, locked eyes with her as she turned around. Leaning in, they raised their wristwatches together. Small green lights in the watches blinked in unison, synchronized. Just as there wasn't time to spare dropping Batilda off, there would be little time to spare picking her up. The flight plan would take the sleigh back over Batilda's location one hour after her drop. They would land and wait five minutes for the elf to show up. It was well understood that if an agent didn't make it back in that time, the sleigh would take off again and the reserve elf would have to wait for the rest of the gift run to be finished before they could be picked up again. It would be a long, cold wait. Batilda had supplies in her pack to hunker down if that was the case, but she didn't intend to miss that stop. Einar's voice crackled in her ear again. Okay, get ready! Batilda stepped onto the edge of the sleigh and reached up to tug her chute straps tight. Then she peered over the edge. She'd done it countless times leaping from the sleigh, but the drop into darkness, that step into the void, it was terrifying. A buzz of static. Go, go, go! With barely a thought, Batilda jumped. Wind flooded her face as she worked to keep her eyes open. Focusing on a soft, steady breast from her oxygen mask, she worked to stay calm. The first half was a freefall, holding her arms out to stabilize, the rush of the wind just white noise now. Weighing barely 25 pounds, Batilda was thankful for the equipment in their pack, helping to weigh her down and steady her. Then, almost time. Reaching up, her fingers found the deployment straps. And three, two, one, pull. The parachute launched, unfurling and jerking her back as she worked to hold the lines tight. It was the most frightening part of the drop for her, hoping the chute opened as it was supposed to. But luck was on her side tonight as her freefall slowed to a gentle dive. The blaring winds, like wild static, slowed to an eerie silence. But this gave her mind time to race, and thoughts to creep in. Was she ready for this? It was too late to go back now. What if something went wrong? For obvious reasons, the test was only held once a year, on Christmas night. She would have to wait an entire year before she had the chance to take it again. No, I can do this. She would be there when that sleigh arrived. Trying to get her mind off such thoughts, Batilda looked down, taking in the lights as they grew closer, like golden patches in the black velvet quilt. She wanted to head there, plunge into those pools of warmth. But that's not where success lay tonight because not every house was easy to find, and not every gift was easy to deliver. And this was one of those houses. Reaching up, Batilda tapped a button on the side of her visor. The blackness below clicked into an eerie night vision green, and she could see it, an ocean, not one of water, but of trees, the great Adirondack forest, and it was rising up to meet her. But just ahead, like an island among waves, sat a snow-covered meadow, if she could make it. Batilda watched the ground draw closer. She tugged the steering line, rolling to the left. More trees, off to the right. Okay, here we go. Feet and knees together. Feet and knees together. And oof, she was down. But just as quickly, her training kicked in, and she was back on her feet, tugging herself free from the chute and strapping on her pack. A perfect landing. Or it would have been. Eva hadn't dropped her right next to a trio of baby bears and one very surprised mother. Oh, sugar cookies. Batilda cursed as a massive bear reared up. 
reaching down, but tilled a cup to handful of snow and whispered, Tender snowflakes, angel white, shine your crystals, glowing bright. Tossing the flakes like confetti to the wind, she closed her eyes as the snowflakes sizzled and burst into sparks of light. Hearing the startled groan of the bear, Batilda stood up and dashed away, heading for the tree line. In the corner of her visor, a dot red as Rudolph's nose blinked in the glowing green grid, her destination. Slipping on her mini snowblades, she glided across the snow that would otherwise have swallowed her. This should have been the hardest part of her trek, and it would have been had she not been carrying the scarlet-wrapped gifts in her pack. For there is great magic in Santa's gifts. Why, they say a hat from Santa gave life to a snowman one year. Truly a powerful spell. Yes, Santa's presence is so great that even the naughtiest man would turn good to get one. But some greedy creatures didn't want to be nice. Sitting in the shadows of the forest, they sensed the magic glow of the gifts in the little elf's pack. And they wanted them. Batilda took steady breaths as she pulled herself one leg after another through the snow. She stopped, but the footsteps didn't. Someone was following her. There was no time to wait as she kept going, hustling as the crunch of the other footsteps grew closer. Then, like a whistling wind, a voice in her ear. Little elf. She gasped, a chill down her spine. So far from home. Where was it coming from? Her head looked about, this way and that. The trees, so many trees, keep on skiing. Then, whoosh! The snow below her, like a wild wave, rose up, tossing her to the side. Snowflakes stung as they struck her cheek. Sitting up, her night vision filled with a tower of white, a huge beast before her. A frost giant, a being of ice and darkness, wandering the woods looking for hikers unprepared. Don't I get a Christmas present? It growled reaching a clawed hand out. Batilda shivered, but not from the cold. Words sat on her lips, frozen in fear. No, she knew this would happen. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. But then she thought, the gifts. Someone's waiting for this gift under their tree, and I'm the one who has to deliver it. That's what I said I'd do. I'm one of Santa's elves. Suddenly, her fear turned to a blaze of anger. Amber eyes glared up at the frigid beast as she shouted, you're not on the nice list. The shout was enough to slow the giant, shocked that the little creature would talk back. That gave Batilda just enough time to reach down and gather a fistful of pine needles at her side and whisper, Sharpened needles, forest pines, rain upon this rain A rumble. Now it was the giant glancing around, as the air above them seemed to quake. Then the trees burst, a flood of needles swirling about faster and faster before diving toward the giant. Like a flock of birds, the pine needles covered the beast. Huge hands wiped them off, only to have them cling back on again. Ah, off, get off! The giant groaned, shaking his head and stepping back, only to slip and fall. Ah! But by then, Batilda was already back on her feet, gliding away. Down slopes and over hills, the little elf climbed. But now she wasn't looking at the map. No, she was looking at the other side of her visor, where time was ticking down. I won't make it. The thought stung in her chest, sharper than the chill of any frost magic. There was no way she could deliver the gift and be back in time for the pickup. Tears came to her eyes at the thought, 
but she kept on skiing. And there it was, a small log cabin in the clearing ahead, such a simple home for such a massive forest. Of course, her eyes scanned for the first thing she'd been trained to find, the chimney. Putting her free climbing skills to use, she scaled her way up the bricks of the roof. Slipping down the flue, she dropped in to find the home as humble inside as it was out. Two stockings sat above the hearth, one stitched Dad and the other Sarah. The tree, decked in ornaments great and small, sat in the corner as Batilda laid the gifts around it. Heading back for the chimney, she gave the cabin a last look. Hmm. She smiled softly. What a lovely little home. But then, that smile drooped as she turned to climb back up. Somehow, even without the frost giant, the trek back seemed all the more painful. She ran through in her head what she'd have to do, getting the pup tent set up, lighting the mini stove for warmth and waiting. Maybe they'll understand. But no, she should have known better, should have cast the spell at the first sign of trouble. Elf reserves have to be ready for anything, and being late for pickup means there's one fewer reserved elf on the sleigh should anything else happen. No, the test was the test for a reason. So, imagine Batilda's surprise when, emerging from the forest, she saw the great red sleigh waiting. She looked to her clock. That didn't make sense. She was eight minutes late. Rushing over, she pulled herself onto the sleigh to the gently smiling faces of Santa and Einar. I... I don't get it. It's five minutes or I get left behind. Einar chimed in. Five minutes is the goal, but we always wait ten just in case. Still trying to wrap her head around things, Batilda asked. But five minutes is still the goal, then. St. Nick nodded softly. Yes, it is, and you missed that, so I'm sorry, but we can't pass you this year. Batilda's head hung low. She wasn't that late. She could have questioned it, could have explained what happened, but... No, I understand. She said, raising her head with a fragile smile. It's... it's tough. Ho ho ho! Santa gave his famous belly laugh as Arnar grinned. Tell me about it. Batilda couldn't help but smile at that too. But you learn from it. Batilda took in those words, reflecting on her struggles. Yeah. She agreed slowly. I did. And then there was that tender Santa smile. And that's the best gift of all. Merry Christmas, Batilda. The end. <laughs>